are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto, an amazing selection of reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs and the Locked On NBA Network. I am your host, Jeff Garcia, San Antonio Spurs writer. I'm glad to have you back. Hey, it's play-in game eve as the uh, Spurs and Grizzlies get set to face off tomorrow out in Memphis for uh, the play-in game, which will determine whether or not the Spurs go home or they continue playing on and hopefully making the playoffs. What are we doing today? Well, we're gonna, before we get into some of the specifics about the game, we're going to be looking back at Tim Duncan's Hall of Fame day. Uh, Lockdown Spurs, we haven't touched on it. Um, we should have done it yesterday, but, you know, we got hyped up into the Spurs Grizzly uh, preview. We're going to do that today. Uh, what do we like? How was it the scene in San Antonio? Uh, because there was a game uh, when Tim Duncan was inducted. Uh, I'll just briefly touch on that and then get into some keys to the Spurs victory tomorrow out in Memphis. To do that tomorrow, I am joined by the uh, the guy who invented electricity. Is that true, Joe? You invented electricity? It was not me. It was probably Ben Franklin, but <laughs> that's what he I did, heard. He didn't do you any favors with technology, Jeff. That, that, that is true. <laughs> uh, I'll get in this side. Joe Garcia, he is the host of Two Shots Podcast. He has all the the clothes that Spurs fans have to have because apparently, Joe, looks like you were at the uh, Tim Duncan Hall of Fame game or celebration uh, against the Phoenix Suns. I, look, we're not here to talk about the loss. We're here to talk about the environment. The, how was it at the AT&T Center? How were fans reacting to seeing Tim Duncan's big day? Fans were excited. You know, you as soon as you started getting near the AT&T Center, you could already see all the fans dressed in their their Timmy swag. You know, they had everything from sneakers, you know, their kicks to jerseys, T-shirts, hats. They had, you know, some photos up as you're walking into the main walkway at the AT&T Center. Uh, that kind of showed some some pictures of Timmy uh, just going around the AT&T Center as well. You know, the vibe was a little bit more vibrant. You know, fans were excited to be there. They knew it was a special day. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a good atmosphere, man, I got to say. It, it felt really good to to be back at the AT&T Center with, with everybody so happy before the game. <laughs> Joe... Uh, what did the Spurs do for Tim Duncan? I mean, did they give um, a lot of uh, good merchandise, a lot of free stuff? They didn't give a lot of free stuff away. They did give away a little mini basketball and a poster. The mini basketball was pretty cool. When you look at it, it had the Virgin Islands uh, symbol on it. And then it had Tim Duncan hugging the, the basketball, the iconic uh, logo that we've seen of Tim Duncan hi- hugging the basketball. And it said, you know, Tim Duncan Hall of Fame, and it had the year on it which was pretty cool. The, the poster was a nice touch as well. Um, they did have some uh, exclusive stuff there at the AT&T Center for that game. It was one of the cool things they had was like an old newspaper clipping. Mm-hmm. It was a huge poster, like a high quality proof of print that they had there. It was really nice. Uh, I thought about getting one, but then when I inquired about it, it was something crazy, dude, like a hundred bucks just for that print. And then the Tim Duncan uh, jerseys, the Fiesta jerseys, they went quick. Yeah, uh, they did have some T-shirts, too, yeah. that were bedazzled for the women, you know, that said Tim Duncan, you know, at the number 21 on it, you know, kind of in a Fiesta theme and various other, you know, uh, cool little swag that they had there at the fan shop. But and some of the other little kiosk around the AT&T Center. But, man, 
they were going quick and that stuff was pricey dude i can imagine you know um you know with the celebration being about tim duncan and his induction into the hall of fame slash enshrinement uh the did, did the spurs like the vibe among the fans could you feel like it was more about tim duncan than the game itself joe yeah that's the what that was the consensus you know as soon as you got there it was more about you know timmy and honoring uh you know his, his historic uh you know past and mm-hmm. just you know all the accolades that he's won throughout his career you know i mean it was it was all about him i mean unfortunately we weren't uh, treated to any of the big three at the game because they weren't there they were right. the you know the hall of fame inauguration ceremony there uh you know the little things that they did there were just you know showing old video clips on the jumbotron with with timmy and some of his you know old teammates talking about him i thought that yep. was pretty cool a lot of cool things you know with uh him and bruce bowen talking about him tony parker manu yeah you know um they even had uh greg popovich saying some nice nice kind words about Tim Duncan, and of course, they were playing some of the most iconic uh, scenes, you know, the memories. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the infamous three-point shot against the Phoenix Suns uh, during the playoffs. I was you there know. for that game. Oh, really? You were yeah, there for the hip I check? Was there, I was there. I was there for that hip check. I was there for the uh, Tim Duncan three. I was there for some of those good moments. Joe, I was going to ask you, though, the um, once the game was over, did they let fans stay behind to watch him do his speech or they that was it it was just kind of like here's his amended retired jersey to show hall of fame and that was it everybody bye yeah basically that's the way it went down you know we were there for you know to see his his jersey get raised to the rafters and of course it was updated says hall of fame in the year that he's been inducted into the nba basketball hall of fame and they raise it up of, of course it always has to be to one of his favorite jams it's also the the theme song for Tron Legacy. I guess oh, no, he did not. He, yeah, he's a big <laughs> fan of Tron, the Tron Legacy. You know, he loves Tron and he liked the music. So they did that, you know, the intro music as they're raising the 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 jersey to the rafters. But after that, they're like, thank you all, you know, for attending today's game and blah, blah, blah. Basically, they just said, y'all don't have to go, but you can't stay here. You know, that, so you're the, trying they, to rush. They should have let people stay behind. Because they have their official watch party though yeah. happening at in Austin of all places. I think they should have opened it up and left it there for for the fans, you know, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. So all the fans like me, we were trying to rush home so we could go ahead and catch the the Hall of Fame induction ceremony and whatnot. And the weather was bad. It was raining before mm-hmm. the game, so that kind of put everybody behind raining after the game plus there was an accident if you're going down 90 going towards 90 west from the at&t center just as you're going to get on the from the access road getting on highway 90 horrible accident Mm. most of the lanes on the highway were shut down the car literally flipped over spun around so they had to get some some tow truck in there and move the car out of the way and then it was just slow driving because you know the weather was so bad and then the weather clears up right as I get near my house. I'm of like, course. Yeah, of course. You know, so I, I got to catch the, the ceremony, but I'm sure all Spurs fans were just trying to rush somewhere. Either they're going to have it at a, yeah. a local sports bar or you live near your house. You're going to go and see it with a friend, a family or something. But yeah, the, I thought they should have just, like you said, kind of showed it on the Jumbotron. Let us watch it there. You know, what did you think about uh, Timmy's uh, uh, speech once uh, he was enshrined? 
I thought it was, you know, typical Timmy. I did like the touch uh, that he added where he made it personal. And he actually did uh, talk about Coach Pop and what Coach Pop has meant to him. You could you could hear the passion in his voice because he was moved to tears, as I'm sure Coach Popovich, Popovich was. And you could even see R.C. Buford sitting down next to Coach Pop, wiping away tears as well. So, you know, to, to Tim Duncan, Popovich is more than a coach. It was a he was a father figure, you know, so they have a very special relationship. I thought it was a very nice touch the way that uh, Tim Duncan was honoring Coach Pop because he hates anybody to talk about him. And I'm sure, you know, Tim Duncan even said so. I know Coach Pop is going to hate me afterwards for even mentioning him, but he had to, you know, so it was right. Yeah, it was a really, really good speech, really well spoken, typical uh, of what Tim Dun- Duncan uh, meant to, you know, the city of San Antonio and who he is as a person, you know, he hasn't changed. And it was on full display for everybody to see at that NBA Hall of Fame ceremony. I was happy to be a part of it in some small way. <laughs> uh, I got I got to be with that. As a matter of fact, my uh, my sister texted me saying, like, was that you we just heard kind of like that? I said, yeah, that was me. Um, I My question to him was basically about the event that you went to, Joe about him being aware that the fans were celebrating his, uh, his, his time in San Antonio, his legacy at the AT&T Center. So he had some good things to say about to the fans and said he wanted to give everybody a simple thank you. It was just a great night overall, you know, a fitting end to his uh, storied basketball career. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get new, pretty much everything that you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com catalog is unique, easy to navigate. You can see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Those prices at RockAuto.com are always going to be reliably low. The same for you and professionals. So don't go spending up to twice as much for the same part. Go to RockAuto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. An amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. I like that he did say, you know, like you two are up next. He when he was talking to Manu and Tony, I thought that was pretty cool uh, because there's no the, doubt they are Jeff. Yeah, there's no there's, doubt. There's no doubt those two guys are next, and Popovich. Whenever he does agree to it, because he has been eligible and they have offered him to be inducted, and he's just declined, declined, declined. When he so, allowed them to, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he had like four. He had three other potential or Sherlock. Hall of Fame uh, guys from San Antonio there in attendance to watch Tim Duncan get enshrined. Overall, yeah, Joe, it was just a great night. Glad to see Tim Duncan get enshrined. It was all, you know, but certain once he retired from the NBA, about 2016, I believe. So good night uh, for Timmy and the Spurs franchise. And uh, until the next time when I believe it's Manu Ginobili's next. So I believe he's eligible. The next if he time. goes into the Hall of Fame, you think they're gonna enshrine the bat that he killed as well? They should. They should. They, <laughs> that should be right next to his um, his uh, his jersey or, or or his statue, whatever they put in the plaque over there at the at the Naismith Hall of Fame. All right, or something. <laughs> well, Joe, enough about the past. Let's go and talk about the future, and that is tomorrow's game versus Memphis. As mentioned before, 
we, we already did a lockdown Spurs um, with the ESPN San Antonio James Pledger on the overall, you know, series. Just what do we see in the season, the regular season, you know, et cetera, et cetera, you know, stuff like that. But now it's time to get to specifics. And we don't have much time because they play tomorrow night. So, Joe, we're going to limit it to some of the keys. Uh, in other words, what are Joe's Spurs keys to victory over Memphis? And then I'll give you mine. Uh, Joe, look, Memphis and Spurs, uh, they met three times in the regular season. They went, they, the Spurs, went one and two versus Memphis. And as a matter of fact, they're on a two-game losing streak to the Grizzlies heading into the play-in game tomorrow night. Joe, let me start off with this before we get to your keys. When it came down to Golden State or Memphis, which team did you want to see the Spurs draw? Is Memphis the, the worst of the two that potentially could have landed in San Antonio? Did you really want to go to state? And what, what were you cheering for, San Antonio? I know Spurs fans are probably not going to like this, but I was actually cheering for uh, Warriors. I wanted the Warriors to match up against the Spurs. Right. I don't believe that the Spurs are going to match up well against the Grizzlies, while both teams are kind of lacking, and that's why they're both 9 and 10. You look at the Grizzlies, Jeff, and I just don't like the matchups, you know? Yeah. You got John Morant. We will t- definitely talk about him in a bit, you know, but then you got the, the periphery players, you know, your Dylan Brooks, your Xavier Tillman's, um, your Jonas Valanciunas. I think those guys are going to give San Antonio some problems in this one gameplay in the scenario. All right, Joe, let's go ahead and start it off. Joe, if you're in that war room with the Spurs coaching staff and you have that marker, what is the first key you're writing down on that whiteboard to say Spurs, we have to do this. They got to find ways to actually knock down shots from beyond the arc. Over the last, what, couple of games, even before this last season, you know, regular season game against the Phoenix Suns, the Spurs were shooting something horrible, like 12 to 13% for the game from beyond the arc. Not only that, the number of uncontested threes that these teams are still able to get up against the San Antonio Spurs defense, at this point, it's inexcusable. You know, the Spurs are have a very porous defense, uh, lack of communication as far as even getting in transition. Um, they still have, tr- they even, the Spurs even struggle at times with the 3-2 zone. You know, a simple 3-2 zone that everybody sees when they're st- first starting to play basketball. You know, you're right. going to the YMCA. That's what they're going to show you, the fundamentals of the game. Let's play a 3-2 zone. Spurs can't figure that out. Uh, at times, the Spurs just get stagnant with the ball movement. Everybody's just standing around, not moving, not setting screens, not setting picks. Uh, It just gets stagnant, you know, and you also you need to look for the quality of the shot. You know, it's just the basic fundamentals of the game. You have to move the ball. You have to take better shots. And if you have a wide open shot, take it. Why defer? You know, (laughs) I just think it comes with an experience, Jeff. I think this team is going to have a tall task of trying to stop this Memphis Grizzlies team. While I think they are capable. I think it's going to be a struggle for them. I'd actually like to see the reserves a little bit more, Jeff. I'll be honest with you. The reserves, they go out there and they just let it all out on the court. They play with no, uh, you know, like a lot of pressure on them. They just have fun with it. They play better on the defensive end and on the offensive end. They're just fun to watch, you know. But I think there's a lot of pressure right now on the starters in that second unit. Um, We're just going to have to see if they have enough left in the tank. Mm-hmm. To do what it takes because it's a one and done. This is this is your season right here. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, happens, you it know, really is it? Yeah, it, it is a winner go home, and that's basically what the playing tournament is all about. Yeah, you know, for the Spurs though, because they're in that nine tenth seed uh, or bracket, I should say, 
they have to play two games to get into the um, mm-hmm. the postseason. If you were in the uh, seven eight, you just got to win one and you're in. So uh, that's it. But you know, Joe, this is not my key to to win, but it's just more to follow up to what you have to say about shooting. You, know, you look at Memphis. You know, you got to watch their three point shots. They're twenty and five this year when they have more three point makes than their opponent. So if they're hot from long range, good night, San Antonio. So they're going to have, they, the Spurs, have to run off the Grizzly shooters off that three-point line. So, yeah, it's to back you up there, Joe, when it comes to shooting just overall for either team. You know, you're looking at Memphis. Yeah. I'm, you know, if I'm writing on the, the, the whiteboard, I say, okay, but I'm going to add to Joe's and I'm going to put 20 and five. Memphis is 25 when they make more three-point shots than their opponent. For me, Joe, it's this. My first key is let Jaw take shots. From the outside don't give them the inside don't give them any lanes to drive keep them as much as you can out of that paint and it looks like it has some sort sort of success the warriors did that in their final game versus grizzlies and i think he had like you know a horrible night um you know for uh, memphis he john moran gets his shots driving being that athletic freak that he is be able to penetrate get the fouls the and ones get to the free throw line finish at the rim getting close at rim shots joe i say if the spurs are going to try to contain jaws best they can if that's their game plan because i know there's some people who say that you know we'll let him go wild and shut everybody else down we'll touch on that in a bit but if they are going to try to slow down jaw i say sag on him let him get the open shot joe your thoughts yeah i, I would uh I would say go ahead and let him take that outside jumper. You just can't let him get going, especially from deep within the perimeter. You know, once he starts getting underneath the paint, you know, and points in the paint, point blank, getting the and one opportunities and getting your bigs into foul trouble, it can be an early night for the San Antonio Spurs. They're going to have to do a better job of, I don't know, putting somebody on, on John Morant that can keep up with him or try to keep him as honest as possible because – if they're getting switches and you're getting a, a Yaka portal to guard John Morant, it won't be mm-hmm. long. You know, he's going to get in foul trouble real quick. Um, so there might have to be some, you know, kind of some some tweaking there with the lineups mm-hmm. with Coach Pop. He's going to have to do something in order to give the Spurs the best chances of, of winning. And then another thing, look at this, Jeff. I mean, they have Jonas Valanciunas, Jaron Jackson Jr., Brandon Clark, John Morant. I mean, if you look at it on paper overall, the Memphis Grizzlies just have more depth overall than the San Antonio Spurs. And, you know, yeah. with the Grizz playing at home, I mean, their three-point shooting is probably going to be a bit better than the San Antonio Spurs. So yeah. you're going to have yeah. a, a heck of a job. It's going to take a full team effort in order to come away with the win. And, and even if the, at that, Jeff, the Spurs are going to have a hard time stopping this Grizzlies team when they start making runs again especially if the game is really tight or Spurs might be up 10 points in the fourth, Grizz are going to make a run. Mm-hmm. You know, the Spurs have shown that they cannot get the stops when needed in the fourth quarter, especially here down the home stretch of the regular season. So you want to see them tighten up that defense. Basically, it's Pop's going to have to preach defense, 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 keep them off the three, keep them off the, you know, the un- shooting those uncontested threes. That could could be spell doom for the San Antonio Spurs if Memphis starts lighting it up from beyond the arc early because it spreads the floor. And then when that happens, the Spurs zone is all but non-effective anymore. You know, and that's when you're going to get the lob plays, the alley-oops, Morant going into the paint, being able to score the end ones. It's going to be tough, Jeff, but I think the Spurs can do it. 
if if they really really buckle down Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on your sporting needs, including the MLB, the NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA action. So before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest info. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the runs to their playoff. Head to the website right now, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. Use promo code LOCKEDON. The Grizzlies are riding a four-game home winning streak right now as the playing game looms out in Memphis. So there's a bit of a momentum, positive momentum for Memphis heading into tomorrow's game. Joe, uh, for me, another key is this. One of the things that the uh, Grizzlies are really good at is rebounding, specifically on the offensive rebounding side. They rank fourth to end the regular season. Um, those are second-chance opportunities for Memphis. They have to control the boards, and I'm saying that being San Antonio. So I'm looking at you, Eubanks. I'm looking at you, Pirtle. I'm looking at everybody. I'm looking at you, even DeJounte Murray, one of the better rebounding guards in the league. They have to control the boards versus Memphis because that's where Memphis usually gets their, um, you know, that's one of their strengths. I mean, that's that's what it is. They they generate those second chance opportunities, especially on the offensive side of the rebounding uh, edge. Joe, let's talk about the rebounding here and specifically Jakob Pertle. Look, Memphis has a lot of bigs that can really spell trouble for Jakob. Specifically, you got Jaron Jackson Jr. You know, he's an athletic big. He can pull Jakob out. He can, you know, maybe out athletic him in the paint. Joe, how important is, first of all, Pirtle to stay out of foul trouble? I think that's huge. He cannot get into foul trouble. And then how key is he to just, you know, read defenses or read the offense as they're going to throw at him? Are they going to put him in pick and roll, communicate? I think Jakob may be the key to all this um, in this in the game, Joe. He's the only big that we have that's been our best shot blocker. You know, he has a, a presence there inside the paint. We need Jakob in order to kind of keep the Memphis Grizzlies at base, so to speak. Uh, and if he gets in foul trouble early, we're going to throw in there. You're going to throw in Drew Eubanks. You know, while Drew Eubanks is great, don't get me wrong, he's a good energy player coming off the bench. He's not a starter. And while he can give you some productive minutes, it's going to be a tall task for him to try mm-hmm. to keep you know, Valanchunas, Jaron Jackson Jr., John Morant off the boards and from scoring in the paint, you Mm -hmm. know? So we need both of these guys to kind of do their part and play smart. Don't bite for the fakes. Don't foul. If you're going to foul, foul with purpose. Don't go in there and just glance, you know, you're going to glance somebody's arm or barely tap their hand. Grab the dude. You don't want to kill him, but at the same time, you don't want him to get that N1 opportunity. Let him know you're there, basically. And that's what it's, it, this is going to be playoff, a playoff basketball atmosphere. You got to bring it. You got to be physical. And I think that's where the Spurs can kind of impose their will because they have young players who can get scrappy. You know, DeJounte Murray, you get him fired up. He's, he's going to want to play. He's going to want to, he's going to want to get some of that dog out of him. You know, same thing with Keldon, you know, get Jakob fired up. You know, I mean, they, they got to come in there with the chip on their shoulder. And like coach pop says, play with that Spurs nasty. You know, come in there, be enforcers, and impose your will on the opposing team, 
and and really make them think twice about you know wanting to drive into the lane. You know, not saying that you got to flag flagrant foul the dude, but you can you can give him a hard foul. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to play that way in order to win because if they get into a shootout with Memphis, that's not going to be conducive to the Spurs winning this game. I think the Spurs are going to have to again buckle down on that defensive end, and not only that, Jeff. But they need to go ahead and go back to some of those pick that pick and roll action. You know, when you have that pick and roll action going in between, you know, like DeJounte Murray, for example, Yaka Portal, you know, get some of your young players involved early. You know, Keldon Johnson, come making him, you know, come down and maybe come through a back backdoor cut, you know, set some picks, set some screens, you know, use that pick and roll, move the offense. You know, you need to get easier shots because when they stand around, bad things happen. We've seen that. If you have Keldon just shooting perimeter jump shots, that's not going to be conducive to him giving you double digits in scoring. Keldon, while he can shoot a, a mid-range jumper, that's not his game. He likes to attack. You need to get him in the best positions to attack the rim, you know? Same thing with DeMar DeRozan. You know, they do a lot of isolation plays for DeMar. I'd actually look for DeMar to be the key for that first unit or for the starters as far as how he's going to be able to distribute. And I want to see what his assist ratio is going to be I think that would be one of the keys to victory as well in my book, you know, the assist. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we're, we're talking about rebounds right now, Joe, and you look at what Memphis is doing on that end of the court. You mentioned Valanciunas, 8.5 defensive rebounds, 4.1 offensive rebounds. So he Ouch. definitely is going to be a mon- monster on that, um, on the board and a uh, handful for Yanka. You even got former Spur Kyle Anderson. He ranks second in, on Memphis's uh, the roster in defensive rebound at five a game. They have Jaron Jackson Jr. at 4.1. Uh, so they definitely can clean the board. So the Spurs got to watch that. Watch for that. Joe, what is your second key for a Spurs win? Second key for a Spurs win, you're going to have to wind up getting up to the free throw line any way you can. And the reason behind that, the Spurs are one of the best free throw shooting teams in the league. You know, if you can go ahead and keep that other team honest and you're going to make them make mistakes and foul you, you're going to have a good opportunity to stop the game. Not only that, but you're going to be able to score points from from the stripe. Any points that you can get, especially during crunch time, are good for you. It's going to help you win a game. And if you can get the opposing team in foul trouble early, it kind of stops the momentum as far as what they want to run on the offensive end, and especially on defense, because it's going to open the game up for you a little bit more. So I look to the Spurs to be more aggressive and get to that free throw line. I think that's going to be another key to victory. Yeah, free throw is going to be really key for San Antonio. Just this is just those ones that you know, those gimmies, those you know, you you can't make those mental mistakes, and that's where the Spurs have to be on their P's and Q's, crossing the T's, down the rise, doing the little things, making the free throws, as you mentioned, uh, preserving the ball, valuing the ball. You know, no no costly turnovers. And here's this thing too, Joe. This would be like one of my keys to the Spurs win is they got nothing to lose. The pressure is not on them. They, they're not expected to go even to the playoffs. They're not expected even to make a deep run in the playoffs if they do survive the play-in tournament. They have nothing to do. They should go out there and play with a relaxed um, you know, sense of being, you know, um, you know let, it, let it all out, let it fly. They got nothing to lose and everything to gain. If their season ends Wednesday, well, that's what many expected. Uh, if they continue, then they shock the world. They're moving on. You know, they beat the they beat the Grizzlies, the team that on paper looks like they can handle San Antonio. So I think just, you know, going in there with a sense of, hey, you know, we got nothing to lose. Could help San Antonio, Joe. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think, you know, playing loose, 
it's, it's going to be conducive to the Spurs because at this point, you have a lot of inexperience, you know, so just playing loose, just having fun out there, enjoying yourselves, kind of like we've seen out of the reserves. That That's fun basketball to watch, you know, not playing with, you know, having to worry too much and overthinking things. I think the Spurs at times, they kind of overthink, they get in their own heads. But with the reserve unit that we saw out there, they were just having fun with it and they were playing really good basketball. The Spurs just come out and just have fun with this game. I think they can they can make something happen and go on a run early, you know. But again, we're just going to see what what team shows up, and I expect Pop to kind of tweak the lineup a little bit. Coach Pop has been known to do that, mm-hmm. so it might surprise Spurs fans, and they might be excited about the lineup that they're about to see with this playing game. You know, nine versus ten, us versus Grizz- the Grizzlies. Let's see what Coach Pop does. I think he's got a a trick or two up his sleeve. I think he's going to tweak the lineup a little bit, Jeff. Joe, how, I guess, how much does it hurt that the Spurs are not going to have Derek White and, yes, to a degree, Lucas Omenich? Yeah, it's going to hurt a lot, you know, without Derek, because Derek brought one thing that we're sorely missing right now, and that's three-point shooting. Without Derek in the lineup, again, you look at what the Spurs are doing from beyond the arc, and it is not good. No bueno, Jeff. When you're shooting 12 to 13% from beyond the arc, that's not good. And the other team is just lighting things up on you from beyond the arc, you know, shooting lights out, you know, that's, that's bad for us, really bad for us. Cause we can't keep up, you know, so we're going to meet, meet and miss Derek White's um, let's say his foresight and what he was able to do out there on the court, because between Derek and DeJounte, they read the floor really well. You know, they were able to get the ball to their open man. Both are good at, at the mid mid range game. And I think where DeJounte might lack a little bit from, shooting beyond the beyond the arc from the three Derek quite kind of took up that mantle there and was able to you know knock down a three-pointer here and there when he given when given the opportunity in a wide open look so right. not only that but Derek White can also attack the rim and he was playing really good defense remember he does put his body out there he doesn't have that chip yeah. for any reason exactly he's gonna, he's gonna draw that foul you know that charge yeah, yeah so look that yeah and, and I think with the Spurs you know it's, it's just gonna be all hands on deck you know you you cannot let a guy like Dylan Brooks, who ha- has gone crazy on San Antonio, you know, on the offensive end, just just explode for 30, 25 points. You can't do that. That happen. Jaw's going to get his, you know, that could be a plan that can go into tomorrow's game. Just let him get his and shut everybody down. Don't let Brooks get hot. Don't let Valanciunas get hot. Don't let Kyle Anderson get, you know, get going against his former team. Uh, you know, you, you got to slow down those other guys on that Memphis uh, roster that could pose problems and have posed problems for San Antonio this season. We mentioned Brooks. He's one player. You got other guys on that roster. I mean, you had Xavier Tillman one time go crazy against San Antonio this year. You can't do that. Uh, You know, know, Brandon Clark, another guy, 10.3 points per game, 5.6 rebounds. You know, uh, this Grizzlies team is loaded with guys that can play both ends of the court. So Joe, when you when you look, we looked at some keys right now. You know, how do you see tomorrow's game going down? Do do the Spurs survive and move on, or do you think it's going to be a tough fight? If the Spurs can't get into the game early and they can't keep up with the Memphis Grizzlies, and they're going to be battling from behind the entire night, they're going to expunge a lot of energy. I don't know if they're going to have enough in the tank to come from behind and beat the Memphis Grizzlies on their home court. So in order to combat that, the Spurs are going to have to play hard get an early lead and sustain that against the Memphis Grizzlies. 
in order to go ahead and ink out a win. Even if they're going into the third and fourth quarter with a 20 point win, with a 20 plus point lead, and I'm meaning the San Antonio Spurs, nothing is safe. I'd rather them they have at least a a 20 point cushion to play with or a 10 point cushion than a three or four point cushion. Because I, I don't know if I trust this team when it comes down to the crunch time. They're, they've shown that they have don't have enough experience to close out games. So the Spurs are going to have to get in this game early, show up with a lot of energy, yeah. and they're going to have to out-muscle and outlast the Memphis Grizzlies on their home court. Yeah, I'm looking at guys like Patty Mills to step up, Lonnie Walker step up. Patty Mills especially, I think he needs to get that three-point shot going. He's the best three-point shooter on the roster if you can open up those lanes, open up that uh, three-point shot, it can go well because we've seen the Spurs is disastrous when their three-point shots are not falling. It's, it makes for a long game. And, you know, against some, you know, that's what today's NBA is all about. You know, my math says three points are better than two points. And that's pretty much what the Spurs have been doing. The opposite, two points versus uh, three points. I mean, they rank dead, ring. They, they, they rank dead last in three-point uh, attempts in the league. They're, the Spurs ended their regular season in that category dead last in the NBA, just a little over 20 a game. That can't happen. So they're going to have to have those three-point shots falling. Uh, Joe, final thoughts on tomorrow's uh, game. And, you know, it comes down to one game. Spurs, are, they, they know that. I don't think they're going to need a, a speech from Coach Pop to understand the gravity of, of the game that they're in. They just need to go out there and perform. They're basically, that's it. Everybody's just going to have to really do a gut check and go out there and do what they need to do to win this game. Absolutely. And I think your, your ringer is going to probably be what Rudy Gay, Jeff. I'm just kidding. I know. Right. <laughs> maybe the, maybe the ringer is going to be Trey Jones. So he can ask his brother to give the Spurs the uh, game plan. I like Memphis. that kid, Trey Jones. And I also like me some Keita, Keita Bates Diop. Diop. Yep. He's been playing pretty good. I think that I'm, kid's legit, man. Yeah, well, we need to tell Trey to tell his brother Tyus to hand over the, the Grizzly playbook versus the Spurs. I mean, that's what that's what Trey should be doing right now. He could be the MVP for this team. Your brother gets a, Jones? Yeah, uh, Trey Jones's brother plays for Memphis, Tyus Jones. Yeah. So there we go. All right, we're done talking. We want to hear. We're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about tomorrow's uh, Spurs Grizzlies play in game? Let us know, Joe. Tell everybody how they can let you know, and of course, all about Two Shots Podcast. Yeah, they can catch me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And it's spelled out, Two Shots Podcast, T-W-O, Two Shots Podcast. And also, let's see if we can go ahead and go to start a GoFundMe so we can uh, get Jeff Garcia some some tech lessons, man, because <laughs> it's been a disaster. <laughs> it's a complete disaster every time I need to figure something out on the tech site. As for me, you can make sure to uh, well subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast, iTunes, the new Odyssey app. The list goes on and on and on. And hey, it's not just Spurs Grizzlies. There's a lot of other playing games going. And of course, playoff series about to set uh, their uh, mark and get going in the NBA. But if you need all the sports news uh, from NBA to NHL, pick a league, you need to check out the Locked On Today podcast. It's all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Uh, You can get the latest news uh, with the help of our local experts. And then, you know, obviously you can subscribe to it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So for Joe Garcia, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs.